When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I love bad boys for life, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. England are back in action tonight, and the Scots are off to Moldova. It's Friday the 12th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Hunter-Raja. I love the smell of international football in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Of course you do. Absolutely. Mr. Not... International Football himself. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> do you find... Do you... <laughs> Pitbull would be into international football, wouldn't he? Oh, Mr. He Worldwide. He always gets a gig for tournaments, doesn't he? Exactly. So... He's not... It, domestic football for Mr. Man. Worldwide. He's not interested in that he, old nonsense. He, he's waiting for an intergalactic football tournament where he can represent the world because he's Mr. Worldwide. Oh, that's true. Everything up until that point is just a warm-up gig. Cool. I, th- but, I feel he'll be waiting a while. But you are Mr. International Football himself. So do you find that it kind of is a correlation between how boring the international break is and how hard you have to work to get people up for it? Because it's not hard to do it. There's a tournament on, is it? Well, what what was what could be more exciting than a nil nil in Dublin? Well, I just I just think if you've got to mention the word Moldova in the intro, it's not going to be the most exciting international. That was break. for our Scottish brothers and sisters. Fair enough, and they're very welcome along. They are very welcome along. I don't know if I'm going to have kids, but this feels whenever we do an international football show we, yeah. with you, yeah, yeah. it feels like I imagine a lot of my friends who have kids, including yeah. yourself now, um, have to cope with baby shark. Oh, yeah. It's a thing in their lives and they've, right. they've just got to sit through it as uh-huh. often as it happens. And this is your your excitement about international football and even the international break is how is, is my baby shark. Mm. But I like it as well. Marcus and I, you have to understand, we're never going to grow up of international I was football. Gonna say, you just, well, people might as well just sort of stop listening now, Vish, if that's your attitude. No, I'm, I'm just saying that it doesn't grab me as much as it grabs you, but okay. I understand. He's hurt today. Are, are you happy it's Friday, at least? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm always happy it's Friday. Right. He's hurt us today, Mark. It was Wednesday. <laughs> He's hurt us today. He really has. Yeah. I didn't right. mean to. Right, okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about last night's action in Dublin? Is that, that what you want to talk about? It wasn't that much action, was yeah, it? <laughs> strong words. A little bit of action. It was a sending off. Big crowd as well. Huge crowd, sending off. Clean sheets galore. 
Come for the big crowd and possibly the last chance to see Cristiano Ronaldo in um, Dublin. Yep. Stay for Shane Duffy um, sh- showing uh, Cristiano Ronaldo the wrong way and uh, coming away calmly with the ball. Exactly. Great stuff. Exactly. Absolutely did him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cristiano looked annoyed. He looked, he looked like he was never tantrum about the it. The Manchester United man couldn't score again. Yeah. Worrying times. <laughs> he tried though, didn't he? Hit the post, the header. Yeah, he'll always try. He'll always try. Oh, yeah. Might have scored though. Should have done better there. Probably. But it was nil nil. It was good for Ireland. You know, people have um, been quite critical, of course. They've not had a good campaign and so on. But uh, but Kenny is saying, look, come on, trust in me. I'm trying to turn this around. Um, they did. I felt that they did talk Portugal up quite a lot. Um, they were like, one of the best teams in the world. We've not been beaten by a clean sheet and so on. Like, well, it is a positive result. Um, I think for the large parts of the game, Ireland looked okay. They did look okay. Yeah. It, do you not think it was a bit backs against the wall stuff? Yeah, slightly. I, I suppose it would be. Portugal are a better side. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The best but, team in the world. One you know, there, there, there's something totally understandable and at the same time a little bit unedifying of having so many people sprawled in your own box trying to stop a shot. <laughs> and I think they That's had a beautiful that. game, mate. <laughs> Deal with it. They had that a few times. I, they probably should have scored as well. That Albany header at the near post yeah. when Roberts crossed it in. It's not been a great uh, campaign for them. You know, you, you draw at home to Azerbaijan. And you're labelled a, a prat. prat. Yeah, uh, although they won, I think they beat them away. It's the only win they've had, I think, in the group. They could finish third, which all said and done, actually, would be. You're talking pots. I am. Talk pots I'm now. talking. I'm talking Paul Potts. People don't. People don't remember <laughs> a Paul Potts <laughs> and his amazing career at the Carfine Warehouse, yep. and then some career on stage in Britain's Got mm-hmm. Talent. And they also don't remember the pots in UEFA qualification. However, because um, if, if when all feels like it's lost, if you can go up a notch or two, maybe you'll get. Um, maybe you'll get a better pot, but. The qualification process changes so regularly mm. and it's such a Byzantine kind of experience mm. that I always feel like whenever I'm talking about this kind of stuff, everything I'm saying is out of date. Well, oh, yeah. I, think yeah, Ars- I, know what you mean. I mean, if, if Arsene Wenger gets his way, then Ireland will qualify, will they not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> More the merrier. Yeah. Let's get what, a 205 yeah. team World Cup? Everybody, get everyone there. I don't think he's thinking about abolishing qualification, <laughs> is he? Maybe not. I don't know. Let's hear the man out, is what I'm saying. To be fair, if he does get his way, we'll be a lot closer to that Intergalactic World Cup that you were talking about. Well, ah. Pitbull's talking about it, not me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. just his messenger here on Earth. <laughs> Aren't we all in a way? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I also, there was, speaking of Wenger, there was a great interview because there was an event, wasn't there, between, with Wenger and David Dean a, a week or two ago. Yeah, so he's got That's a new documentary out. That's um, right. So he, it's about Wenger. He hasn't produced <laughs> yeah. about the World Cup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, about the admin process of the World Cup. No, he, and he was being interviewed because obviously he gave a lot of. Um, um, media time over to people like Sky Sports mm. and um, one of the Sky Sports interviewers said to him can you understand why people are upset about um, <laughs> about what you're idea? saying yeah about this, the two, every two year World Cup and he was like yes but everyone's allowed their opinion like, he basically just didn't <laughs> give a shit he was like <laughs> yeah well, whatever you know, hey. they asked we, me to do it I did it <laughs> we saw him in South Africa during the World Cup do you remember that he only said two words he said yes he said well, yes. He said three words. He said, "Firstly, what was every the two years?" <laughs> he, yeah. just, he just went. He just looked at us and went, "Every two years." No, no. Yeah, he said three words, and we asked him about the World Cup, and the three words he said were, "Not often enough." <laughs> <laughs> no, we just saw him in a, in a, in a lobby in the world, in Johannesburg. So Jim obviously as an Arsenal fan went over to him and started chatting to him, uh-huh. but he didn't say much. He wasn't bothered. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, yes, that was all it was. So yeah. it's a, a wonderful story. So well done to Ireland last yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. The, the, the moment of the game though was Pepe getting sent off yeah. for giving Callum Robinson a little slap in the face. Robinson, <laughs> Robinson, it, yeah, Robinson made the most of it. And as Paul Doyle wrote in the Guardian, Robinson reacted in a way that must have both annoyed and impressed Pepe. Yeah, and I yeah, thought yeah. that was wonderful. Yeah, that's a great line. That really yeah. got to the heart of what it's about. I thought it was. I thought it was a very harsh red card. But then I realised that uh, you know. 
maybe over the course of Pepe's career, these things do even out. No, that's it. <laughs> in, the, in the spirit of evening out, you know, that was definitely. Oh, sorry, there. the man is 38 years old. Yeah. You know, he should really know better. He's a great servant to the game of football. He's got like, well, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't know about it. That's what he knows. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying what is, is, you think at some point some behaviors are grown out of, aren't they? Yeah, but but I mean, I suppose like I'm probably going to still be doing stupid shit when I'm fifty. I agree with that. Yeah, uh-huh. and, I, and you know, Pepe, it's worked for him up till now. Mm-hmm. I reckon you know when he goes into retirement, when he's queuing up at the post office, because he'll probably do that. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he gives some, behind the counter a cheeky slap. But that was true. <laughs> CCTV well, the package he throws off on the floor. Yeah, yeah, but no, but it'd be more in a competitive environment. So if he's like an old guy playing bowls, mm. he'd be handing the slaps around there. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. would do. Yeah, and handing the slaps around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, all the best to Ireland. So right, yeah, they could finish third. They could I, finish I, third. I do understand it's difficult if you if you if you support a team who is in this position. You think, oh yeah, we well, talk about getting into a better pot. It's still a bit dead, isn't it? It's a bit like, oh great, I just want to get this over with. Really, it's the thing that yeah. used to do Charlie Nicholas's head in when Bertie votes for Scotland manager. It was all about the pot chat then. Was it? Yes. Pots chat then, I should say. <laughs> Bertie, Bertie Pot Pots. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. But Portugal are now ahead of Serbia on goal difference. They face them this Sunday. It's a big one. It is a big one. But of course, they've got to stop Mitrovic. Yeah, they the have. They have. And, and you know what? International football, when it's actually qualification breaks, when we're getting down to the business and the qualification, yeah. throws up games like that. And it's actually really exciting. Absolutely. You, you can really invest yourself, particularly in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which obviously I understand comes later. You can really invest yourself in two teams that you don't necessarily give a shit about, yes. but there's all to play for. That's right. And that'll be probably one of those, won't it? Yeah. And you mentioned the playoffs there. They've, messed, they've muddled around with that as well. It used to be you had eight teams going in against each other and the winners of those ties would go through. Now mm. it's kind of there's 10 teams and then there's rounds like and it was top, for the Euros. I think the top six, the top six. It's like a semi-final and then the seeded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that sort yeah. of business, yeah. yeah. We look forward to it though. We, do <laughs> we don't understand it. it, but we look forward to it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like a um, Christopher Nolan film. Totally. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'll go um, sit at the cinema. I won't know what's going on. Absolutely. But I'll still go back. But I'll tweet about it and put it on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> Fernando Santos, uh, he said of the result, I should uh, say this before we move on, about the, the nil-nil in, in Dublin. He said, a tie or winning 5-0 would be the same thing. It was a positive result. You think he'd know more about football? Just loves a clean sheet. <laughs> this loves a clean sheet, though. Yeah. His type of football, that's what they're built for. Do you reckon that's the only side of the scorecard he looks at? I think so. Yeah, fair enough. Because well, you don't lose the game, do you? No, true. So you, listen, if you don't concede, you don't lose. There we are. You Simple see. as that. And that will be England's prerogative tonight against Albania. More on them in a bit. Well, let's do it now. Oh, let's fucking do it now. <laughs> that's why you're the host. <laughs> I'm not looking at the running order. I'm fucking too long on the two for that rubbish. A bit more Ireland, if you yeah. want. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not looking at the running order. No, why? It's like um, Arthur Lowe, the guy who played um, Captain Mannering in Dad's Army. Ah, oh, now you're talking. was notorious for never learning his lines on Dad Ar- Dad's Army. Right. And he was asked about it um, by the director and the funders of the show, mm-hmm. um, why he never took the scripts even home. Yep. He said, his response was, I'm not having that rubbish in my house. <laughs> I love it when you when you when there's a show or something there was a character who people really really love and very yeah. got a lot of affection for and then they're a real diva because no, I think he thinks of himself as like a proper serious actor uh, yeah, yeah shit about true it. Yeah. <laughs> not having that rubbish in my house nah. not taking it home with me <laughs> nonsense <laughs> oh dear right England of course playing tonight against Albania England need four points from their final two games to secure automatic qualification they could do it with three points but let's not get into that. with goal goal difference and all that kind of bollocks let's get a result against Albania tonight lads Um, they beat Albania of course 2-0 back in March which was a decent performance um, away and uh, there's been sort of talk of injuries and and so on obviously Mason Mount Declan Rice Luke Shaw Jack Grealish has been in in struggling so um, we'll see uh, about that but there's also been chat about people's form 
Harry Maguire's in the spotlight. Vish, you said he should have been dropped from the squad. I personally think that would be a bit too much. I, I, didn't, I didn't say dropped. Uh, I just thought he shouldn't have been part of it because I think he's playing with a bit of an injury because United, Manchester weak, United rushed him back. But <laughs> can stick to it. But if he's available, he has to be dropped. All right, mate. It's not conscription. No, what, but are you, you, <laughs> no, what, are you, what are you pointing at me for like that? Your country needs you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you just said no. He hasn't been dropped. I just think he shouldn't have been a part of it. Yeah, because I was so saying he should have done the other no, thing. Fish does not want that rubbish in his house. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's rubbish in my squad. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, I just think it's beneath Southgate to pick a United player at this right. <laughs> time yeah. of year. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you think then? Honest, gen- gen- no, generally, I, I just thought because of um, yeah, because of how he was playing. I think it spoke of him being rushed back. United, as I said, what I did with Varane, and look how that worked out. Mm. Um, but then I also said, when I made that point, that obviously Southgate is going to call him in just to have him around and also just have a look at him and they can make his own, own uh-huh. assessment. But yeah, I suppose it's not exactly a position that England are blessed with. You can't move one mm-hmm. of the 15 right backs in there and, or just put them on top of each other like a bit of Lego. <laughs> that is true. I mean, but you could have Stones and uh, Mings back there, which again, you think yeah. would be enough, you know. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I don't want to kind of go too, too hard in on Mings, but. Um, they have found it tough. Obviously, he's changed mm-hmm. their manager. Mings, I think, was dropped. He was for the West Ham game. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, not in possibly maybe that's just a last throw of the dice for mm-hmm. Dean Smith, but possibly not in the most amazing form. And has had question marks over him anyway. Then the other centre back in the squad is um, Connor Cody. He's yeah. much more used to playing in a three. So, uh, but he's been playing a four for a while. I now. think. I think. Listen, do I think at home against <laughs> Albania he can flourish in a four? I do. Uh, I don't think that'll be a problem. I think England will win. But the Harry Maguire question is an interesting one, chiefly because. Um, yeah, he he more than any other player shows you the difference between being able to perform at international level and how hard it can be in comparison play at the very top of the club game, mm. in my opinion. Agree. Um, Harry Kane as well. His form has been in question, of course, for, for country as well as club. You know, against Hungary wasn't wasn't great. And not many of them were, to be honest, but he did look a bit flat. Because often with Kane, you think, is he one of those players, as you just sort of mentioned there, Luke, that whatever whatever's going on at uh, club level mm. for country, he performs. Um, and he spoke about his links to Manchester City yesterday and how that affected him and so on. And he said, "This is that is the first time that it's really happened to me, that kind of saga, I suppose. Yeah. But that is a part and parcel of being a big player and I think I coped with it well. I think he's deluded. I mean, it's very politician like. Yeah. Very politician like. Very well, in, that, in the fact that it's deluded. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 he's not uh yeah, he's talking bollocks essentially. <laughs> yeah. I think he had a word with the FA and they got them to change the rules so that actually he was totally fine. There was it was completely above yeah. board. So that's, that's fine. The only way you could sound more like a politician is if he was to say, I've been absolutely clear about this yeah. and then not be clear about it. <laughs> exactly. They're not asked. I, the I think listen, there there is I don't, look, we don't know intimately, well, I certainly don't know, the reasons mm. why he's been in fairly poor form. Yeah. I would suggest personally, given all the stuff that's come out of Spurs about Nuno yeah. and the situation there, that would be a big factor in it. Totally. And I do I do actually consider, all joking aside, you know, I don't think he's you know, showered himself in glory and I think his, you know, his brother's a moron, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think necessarily you attribute historically Harry Kane with this kind of stuff. No. Yeah. He seems yeah. to be very focused, generally very dedicated. So maybe it is a bit of a coincidence because of the Nuno thing, because of what's been happening at mm-hmm. Spurs more generally. But I think it's a bit of a stretch that hasn't affected it at all. And it's a total yeah. coincidence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think we've spoken about it before about how, you know, the, the fact that he hasn't had this before is, um, you know, you could just extrapolate to that to his wider team in the way that I suppose Charlie Kane conducted himself. And we spoke of, you know, I'm thinking of Paul Pogba immediately, like 
some players with their agents know how to play these situations. Mm-hmm. The agent will go heavy and the player mm-hmm. will add the light touch underneath me. No, no, you know, I'm totally fine yep. mm-hmm. here, but they're always making moves in the background. Now, that obviously that wasn't the case because as Harry Kane said here, he'd never done it before, so he yeah. didn't know what to do. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with Look, It's going to have a profound effect. And I also think, you know, he mentioned about struggling after the Euros. Mm. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest, given that, you know, I, I would love to listen back to the shows that we did during the summer not just to remind me of a great time, but we were all swept up in it in our own different ways. And after the final, I don't know about you, well, you know, speaking for me personally, I was physically and emotionally exhausted. Oh, completely. And I can't imagine how they would have felt. But after the final, after the final, to have England involved in a final, which is obviously the first time for for the vast majority of us, it did feel like you've stayed an extra day at the festival and you're just watching the tents go down and people picking up litter and you're just wondering, what, where's Mm. it all gone? This illusion, this... You almost sort of feel robbed in a way, or you feel hoodwinked, sort of thing. But you're right; those emotions are quite odd, and and that would have definitely played in with Kane. But I just, all joking aside, you know, clearly, this is, I know we sort of have a laugh and a joke about it um, with Kane. This will have affected his life in in huge ways. He would yeah. have, you know, <clears throat> well, his brother got dogs abuse, and and while he while he By is me mostly, <laughs> but, yeah. but while he is an idiot, yeah. you know, obviously you're gonna close ranks on your family. <clears throat> it's probably sure. probably better when your agent's yeah. not your not your brother because of the amount of shit that agents get really. yes but I, I, I absolutely so the, you know mental health blah 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 all that sort of stuff is all, obviously important but I think with Kane the reason why he's saying this is just you have handled it well just no more questions yes of course yeah. that's why he's yeah. doing it Without doubt. I understand his, I understand his answer I understand why he said it but of course as you've uh, said there chaps it's it's not the, the, the case you've got to factor in as well that he's a huge player he's the most important player for Spurs yeah. well he and said he, that being a big player and he knows and he's been the most important player for England mm. and we've yeah. had this whole truncated thing with Covid where so he's played a lot of football mm-hmm. huge amount of football without a break really so it could just be fatigue. You know, it could be Occam's razor. The most obvious salute, you know, answer is the, is the correct one, and he's just knackered. But it, but if he admits that, then that invites more questions. Yeah. So in in a way, you're spot on with um, yeah, saying that it's a, it's a political answer because it's one that just it's the lesser of the mm. the two answers that gets him the least amount of grief, really. And it frustrates us sometimes when certain players or individuals or politicians or whatever it may be don't give the straight answer but actually there is a fair reason sometimes why they do that but he was also um, talking about Gareth Southgate's contract situation which is interesting and he spoke of his desire for Southgate to continue after the World Cup presuming England get there don't like to count any World Cup chickens before they hatch but uh, but Southgate himself said I want to take the team uh, and I want them obviously to qualify for the World Cup and then I want to go uh, securing that to Qatar uh, and then we'll kind of see. And he spoke. He said, you know, not that long ago, I don't want to outstay my stay. It's an interesting one, this situation, Luke, because yeah. if you're looking past Southgate, you think, hang on. Yeah, because he's made us whole again. He has made us whole again. Yeah. And, and, and when you look back on where we first met. <laughs> <laughs> but Southgate himself spoke this week about, you know, he's, he's pleasing to see Eddie Howe and Stephen Gerrard get Premier League jobs English managers thinking about the future he said I think it probably should be someone English taking over the national team if you think about what he's done you know from top to bottom under 21's boss and trying to sync it all up and and so on he's done wonderful work there Um, I personally would like to see him stay on after the World Cup because at the moment I just think England are in a good place. I know that they haven't qualified already. We would have wanted them to. I know it was a disappointing performance against Hungary, but these are individual performances. If they lose to light tonight, then maybe, the, you know... The no, I think England will qualify. But, but yeah, all yeah. sort of joking aside, it, 
be interesting, this situation. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Your legacy planning is important, and a team like Germany have shown us that legacy planning... I mean, I think Hansi Flick has just broken the record for the best start for a Germany manager coming in off the back of what Yogi Love achieved, for example. Mm. Germany are another big nation, obviously. You know, so a lot would say bigger than, than England in terms of what they've achieved. But the legacy planning for England is important. We were having a chat briefly earlier, and uh, Vish was saying he didn't think it was quite as important that someone who succeeds Gareth Southgate would be around the um, around the squad for a while. I mean, unfortunately if we're going to frame it in the way that Southgate wants to frame it, which is these great young coaches coming through, well, Gerrard's not going to take the England job mm. after Southgate. No. It's very unlikely how will. Lee Carsley is the England 3-1 well, manager. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to gra- graduate unless something extraordinary happens. So really, I think it's a bit of an illusion that England are in, a, are in, a great, shape, in great shape post-Southgate. And coaching has always been a problem in England, more broadly anyway. The amount it's of It's a coaches. very odd situation yeah, in England. So, so what I would... What I would be worried about and what I suspect, sadly, is probably the case is that this is a kind of Haley's Comet moment with Southgate, mm. and i.e. it's pretty spectacular, but it's not going to be repeated for another 35 years, mm. and that would be a shame, but it wouldn't be a surprise given that the people who run football in England, the <laughs> FA, are, in my opinion, completely clueless in almost every area. So they'll be happy to make, to, to make hay while the sun shines, but they won't do any planning. Mm-hmm. So what happens, I expect, whether it's after Qatar or maybe a bit further after that, I ex- personally, I don't take any pleasure in saying it, but I expect it to be a shit show. Yeah. And, and that will be sad. And all this stuff will have set far to, and all these players will have to operate at international level under someone who's probably not going to be as good as him. Yeah, and I, and I think if, if I was in the FA, I would be doing everything I could to keep Southgate there for those those reasons as well. And people, yeah. I, I can't... Well, forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, <laughs> but he, he obviously has his limits uh, as a coach, but look at what he's done. And I think people forget sometimes that this is Southgate's team. He's brought a lot of these players through. We've talked about Maguire. You could even put stones in there, certainly with Pickford. They play better for England than they do for club, which is a rare thing. We used to get really frustrated that Ireland and Scotland, to name a couple, used to be able to get performances out of players that were, were higher than their club teams. Um, yeah, especially ago. Northern Ireland. Yeah. Northern Ireland. Yeah, 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 more recently, well, yeah, yeah. In exactly. Wales, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All the home nations and, and, yeah. and Ireland, but, but, of course. But speaking of the succession plan, you could extrapolate that across to Harry Kane as well. well Harry, uh, yeah. Harry Kane's 28 now. What other forward, as in out-and-out out forward, can we honestly say under Southgate has been blooded through with a view of him to graduate mm. after Harry Kane retires from international football in say four or five years time no one no yeah, yeah probably no one but I, w- I would also say that that's necessar- not necessarily on Southgate or even England really when you look at the strikers that have been there in the last five years let's say so obviously Vardy's older than Kane and Vardy retired yeah um, you've got potentially Dominic Calvert-Lewin obviously injured at the t- time being but someone who has emerged as a leader of a line. And if you think about it, the way that, because we've had so many more competitive games, it's all about having cover. So someone like Ings, you know. Um, Watkins. Balotelli. Surely Watkins, with the Bamford, attacking yeah. players England have, it's a strikerless system going forward. Yeah, well, cover. potentially that, yeah. So the, the thing I, th- I think that Southgate, well, rather, the thing I think the FA need to do while Southgate is still in charge is try and put a lot of his ideas or rather turn them into infrastructure. Definitely. No, well, I'm not off, in, off the pit, like in yeah, terms of team spirit and absolutely. all that. I completely agree. Team spirit, the way that, that he, Southgate in particular, has approached the bridge between the under-21s mm-hmm. and the full international side. You know, it's interesting. I was speaking to a couple of mates um, from America the other day, and they just made a comment about, um, you know, for example, like an under-23 system, or the value that having a regular under-23 system uh, with a view to the Olympics and how that, 
bubbles along between Olympic cycles. And it's like obviously not a big deal, but it is a way of yeah. bridging the gap between, you know, some players don't necessarily, some players flourish at 18, some flourish at 26, yep. you know, and, and it's just a way of ensuring that they're still on the radar, even if they're not quite up for it for full international honours. And I think the way Southgate has approached selection, even the way he picks his squad, mm -hmm. I think that needs to be, whether it's put down in writing or whether it's just an understanding throughout the FA that actually this is the way we need to do it. Yeah, we, we, can, we should absolutely reward people for performances and we should not be blind to anyone who really has, mm -hmm. you know, a great season out of nowhere, but we should keep people on the track, keep people on track. Yeah. I remember speaking to someone who worked for the FA during the Capello days and he said they would outline... 50 players at the start of the season mm. and just keep tabs on them all the way through. Yeah. And now it feels like there's so much English talent all over the place that it's got yeah. harder to do that. And especially what he's done lower down. Mm. You know, in terms of succession planning, the reason I don't think it's necessarily needed is in part because of what Southgate's done and, and because there does seem a bit more of an idea of how to run an international club, mm -hmm. as it were, rather yep. than just like an international first eleven you need to find some way of putting that into, into something tangible. It can't just yeah. go when he goes. Exactly right. Yeah, and I agree. And just to finish, this argument that Southgate is holding these players back and holding this team back, I just totally disagree with. No. I, there, there may be another manager comes in, but lest we forget, there have been, I would argue, better England squads with better managers in charge, and they've not done it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They've okay. not managed to do this. So I Always think... has to slip Sven in there, doesn't he? Well, Sven finds a way of slipping himself <laughs> in. Um, but there we are. It's like his personal brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chaps, before we go for a break, um, Ron Flowers has passed away this morning at the age of 87. 49 caps for England, part of the 66 squad, of course. Wolves legend, having played there for 15 years. So sad news there. Yeah, he was, um, from what I know, obviously way before my time, mm. and this news has just broken, so we're not entirely sure the exact detail of how he's passed away. But... Um, probably a bit too old for the 66 squad. He, I think he was his, his kind of golden period mm -hmm. as an England player was just before that, although he was part of the 66 squad. Yeah. And he won loads of stuff with Wolves back in the 50s when they were brilliant. So, yeah, condolences to his family and friends. Indeed. Um, oh, by the way, uh, you can catch yesterday's On the Continent with Dotton, Andy and Lars Sivertsen, uh, where they discussed the new stars to look out for in the Germany squad and explained uh, what on earth is going on with Sergio Ramos at PSG. So get over to Football Ramble Presents for that. Why the... The Germany still keep having loads of really exciting young players come through. Yeah, well, have, have a bit of time away, <laughs> you know. Take a gap here or something. Yeah, theory, mean. Right, yeah. let's have a break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories of women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL... Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. From my own experiences of of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. Hey, Luke, what's up? My friend Kate has invited us to watch the final this week. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway, everybody. Is there a final on this week? My personal um, message from Lionel Messi. Is that right? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, he's he's passing on a message from Kate. Yeah, I know, yeah. He's a man of the people, but he's wasted that there, because yeah. Kate could have just told me that herself. Oh, dear. Yeah. Right. Idiot. Let's have an email. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. An email from Brad. After Wednesday's chat about John Joe Shelby signing a can and other athletes signing weird things like a microwave, in the NBA, a fan brought Golden State Warriors toaster for Clay Thompson to sign in 2017. The Warriors went on a 31-win, two-loss run after the signing that culminated in them winning the NBA championship. If you've had something in your house signed by someone, who would it be and what would it be? <laughs> so a toaster was signed. I, toaster. I, I remember at one of the Pirates of the Caribbean premieres, I wasn't there, I just remember it seeing it reported, mm. that jo- didn't Johnny Depp famously sign someone's prosthetic leg? Someone yeah. took their prosthetic leg off okay. and handed it over the railing, and Johnny Depp signed it as <laughs> as um, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's what I think of when I think of that. Do you know? So the England women's captain uh, in cricket, Heather Knight, she was playing out in Australia, and I think one of her teammates or a friend who who is an Australian state cricketer called Emily Smith made a bet with her and said, I think if if she achieved something or if she did something, mm. that she would get Heather Knight's autograph tattooed on her leg. 
and Knight did it, and so she she now walks really? around with yeah. this. I imagine tattoo, a lot of young yeah. lads knocking about England with um, some England tattoos after what happened in the summer. Yeah, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm quite intrigued because Vish, now you're getting recognised uh, for your notoriety and so on. Have you had to sign a body part? Maybe <laughs> body <laughs> part? No. Yeah, couple only of, mine. Couple uh-huh. of NDAs, but that's <laughs> like, have you? <laughs> Have you have you signed a testy? Yeah. <laughs> Answer him. I mean, I I I I'd, I'd, I'd be honest. Like, you know, with a ballpoint pen, I, 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 pro- I probably could only do initials. Is that right? You, got, it would depend on the animal, wouldn't yeah, it? Oh yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah, your signature. Yeah, you just have to say Vish, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Have you have you um, ever asked someone for their autograph? I have. I no I, no. Um, actually, I didn't do this, but um, my dad uh, really loves Rory Bremner. And we, and we, as he should yeah and we saw him once when I was five and this is genuinely a true story my dad hates it because I embarrassed him in front of Rory Bremner but he took, he took I, I was five and he took me up to, to where he's oh um, this is Rory Bremner you should get his autograph so I had the pen and paper in my hand and my mm. dad basically like handed it over to him and I was like oh um, what do you do and he was like oh I, I do impressions I do jokes and I just went can you do an impression of my mum <laughs> a fair question yeah and he laughed it away and my dad Grabbed my hand, I could feel him pinching me. <laughs> like, you fucking idiot! I'm not doing that again. In, in, in a story that will um, give you all sorts of information about my background, yeah. um, my dad once took me to a darts match, and I got Bobby George's autobiography. <laughs> Bobby George, uh, not, uh, not autobiography. Uh, what's uh, autograph? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, very good. Quite I, weird though, isn't it? Thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, well, answer odd. the question. Um, if I had to have something in my house signed by someone, who would it be? And what would it be? I'd get Scott Parker to sign. Uh, my fire extinguisher because he was always putting out fires, wasn't he? On there the we pitch. go. Good answer. Like he's, uh, who, who have you asked for their autograph in the past? Um, you said you did. Anna Kornikova. You've been serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about 16 at Wimbledon. Can I have your autograph and hand in marriage? On a tennis ball? Uh, it wasn't a tennis ball. Actually, with a few friends of mine. It was one of those ones where. Is this where the testy past? thing came from? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Steffi Graf as well. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you were such a tennis man after all this Neither time. Neither did I. This is Jules Breach's I, I, I mean, it was a long time ago. I was 16 years old. Well, you say old. tennis yeah. fan. Yeah. Anyone else you've asked? Uh, Daniela Hanjakova? I've got Dave, Dave Prowse's autograph when he was um, at the Glasgow Garden Festival. I've mentioned the Glasgow Garden Festival before. I literally show. know who Dave Prowse is. He yeah. played Darth Vader, thanks very much. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is, that is such on. a shame for Move Dave. <laughs> was he the one they, they changed yeah, when he was in voice. the sky? James L. Jones. When he was in the sky? No, yeah. James L. Jones's voice is the yeah. voice. No, no, no. But you know he was, You know the bit at the end of the lot of like the third Spoilers. Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah. You know when he, he's in the sky and they're all there, and then because they've done they've redone the films and yeah. Darth Vader is someone else, they've now put him up there instead in the um in the re, uh, like the you know the reworking of the old films. Okay. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Darth Vader. So this bloke who doesn't even play Darth Vader anymore, you got his autograph. Yeah. He was in the sky. He died last year. So a lovely legacy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're going to erase everything your father did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, un- unlucky. What's his yeah. name? Dave- David Prowse. David Prowse, if you're listening. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Alan Brazil over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I had sure. two different versions. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Shall we move on? I'm trying to think any footballers autographs I've got. Yeah. No, I don't know. Who cares? Well, it's Who all cares? selfies now, isn't it? It's, a, it's, a, it's all selfies, mate. It is yeah. all selfies. The dead art. Yeah. Nowadays. Got a selfie with Zinedine Zidane. There we are. You did. It is, yeah. 
Got him to sign a, a cheque that I'd just written. Uh, that's not true. Uh, right, OK. Uh, Scotland are away to uh, Moldova this this afternoon, this evening. Five o'clock. So tea time. Tea time. Where do you put five o'clock? Afternoon or evening? Right on the cusp for me. Yeah. Especially this time of year. If I have to push you for an answer. I'm going to say it when it's GMT, it's yeah. evening. Right. It's British summertime, it's afternoon. Like in your work. Bish? 5pm? Yeah. yeah. Do you say, do you, do you mean tea is in dinner? Yes. Uh, or do yeah. you mean tea is in a time by a cup of tea? That wasn't the question you right. asked me. Was no, it? tea time. He means tea is in dinner, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's 5 pm, evening or afternoon. Vich? Well, it's Negroni time, so it's evening, isn't it? Yeah, right. Negroni. Yeah. Second Negroni is evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we won't ask uh, any more questions on that. Um, but Scotland, they're four points ahead of Israel in third. Of course, they face Denmark in their final game on Monday. Now, a win against Moldova would clinch a playoff spot for them. An analysis by statisticians Grace Note suggests Steve Clark's side have a 97.2% chance of finishing second and progressing to the playoffs. So Scotland fans, start celebrating now. <laughs> okay, they've, they've got to beat a team who hasn't won a game yeah. in this group. So, I mean, look, if you, if you gave them that situation <laughs> mm-hmm. before, they would be taking it. Because as, as we, I've said before, I think it was in the last international break, obviously Austria have massively underachieved. Yeah. Israel, you never quite know what you're going to get. They, mm-hmm. sound, they can sometimes be very dangerous. They've got some decent players. And Scotland find themselves in the position they need um, to, to win away in Moldova to give themselves... Pretty much, that's it, really. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because Denmark have been so bloody good. Exactly. And it's all about and, that And sometimes spot. that helps you in a group. Yeah, I know what so, you mean. Sometimes, yeah. if, if you've got a team like Denmark, they haven't even considered a goal. Oh, they've and, been super. And they're away and over the hill. You ain't got yeah. to worry about them. And it just comes down to second place. You can make your peace with that. Mm-hmm. And Scotland have been able to do that. And I maintain this, and I don't know if this has been said enough by football media, I think. Scotland have actually got quite a lot of really good players. Mm. And I think because they're underwhelmed in the summer, and they found it a little bit tough and you know, maybe because of the way the fixtures fell and all the rest of it and the England thing maybe got in the way a bit. You shouldn't forget that they've got a lot of really good operators in that team. Far more than Moldova will have. And, and I don't know, Marcus, you know more about this than me, but 15, 20 years ago, Scotland go away to Moldova and a must win. You kind of fear for them a bit. You think, God, they might slip up here. I don't think this team will. Mm. Well, I think uh, that that's the difference now. I think Scotland... It's the expectation. The expectation would always kill them. Uh, mm. Scotland, there was always this about, oh, well, that typical Scotland, all we needed to do was get a point there or do that, and, and, and they mess it up. And they were close against Faroe Islands. Yes. That was nearly it, but they got the win. And, and it's almost a bit like that, um, you know, a late goal that changes everything, and you go, but we won. Big Linden. Big Five Linden. minutes from time. Yeah. Exactly. Your man, Lyndon Dykes, Mish. Yes. Yeah. Who is um, unavailable for this but game. But he wanted to travel anyway, yeah, which Steve, I love. Steve, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he, he was wanting to travel. And I'll Steve still was, come. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. support the boys and Steve I just, Clark. I just won't drink. I'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Clark. Ultimate FOMO, isn't it? International yeah. football FOMO. Well, Clark said he had to talk him out of it. Yeah. Please don't. It's not... No, no, no. You can't just wander around the town. in. <laughs> yeah, put... We're in a bubble, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But, you know, you, you talk about the, oh, you know, here we go again element with Scotland. It was interesting that after beating Serbia in that playoff and to, mm-hmm. you know, play off for Euro 2020 and to do it on penalties, mm. there was a real sense that... I know it's harder for fans to lose that that feeling yeah. of anxiety because you know that's part of being a football fan, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But the players spoke a lot about it in the lead up to the the tournament itself over the summer about how why you know they, a lot of them have grown up mm. being that fan and yeah. they were like, actually no, we're in a position of power here. We're we're, we're a better team now. We yeah. are more of a team. Full yeah. stop. Well, you know, a lot of those players getting Premier League minutes as well. I think of someone in particular. Luke, you know, you mentioned that. 
a lot more quality operators. And I know it's easy to talk about, you know, the Robertsons and mm-hmm. Tierney's and, and to an extent McTominay because he plays for Manchester United. Gilmore, McGinn. Gilmore, well, McGinn's the one for me. Mm. McGinn is such a consistent operator mm-hmm. and he's so integral to, to everything Villa and um, Scotland do mm-hmm. that is good, whether it's going forward and back. And yeah, like you really got a sense of being around the group as well. I covered all of Scotland's group games, you know, at Hampden Park. Mm. And, you know, the the... The chat around the team was always like, this is just the start. Mm-hmm. You know, great to be in the first tournament since night yet, whatever, but this is the first of a few. We'll take what we have here and we'll build on this. And and they're doing it in the qualifiers and I and I absolutely expect them to go through. And I think if you, even if you look at the way they're scoping out younger players as well, you know, there's this um <clears throat> new kid on the scene from from Stoke, Jacob Brown, who's a really interesting case study because he's only started playing well this season and his, uh, his, I think he was born in Halifax but his mother's from Glasgow mm-hmm. and Steve Clark has just gone right you know we need a bit of presence up front um, you're in good form we're, we're going to call you up and it's, it speaks of a, of a wider thing of more people wanting to be involved in Scotland and I know some Scotland fans are a bit unsure about it especially with what happened with Che Adams but it's one of those things where even with you know the born and bred Scots as it were there's a real drive to be a part of this and to mm-hmm. to, to move it along not just Get your cap and be happy with that. Just yeah. take the game forward and take the take the national team forward. Yeah. I, I also, I mean, just to add a bit on Shay Adams, it's massive for Scotland that he declared for them earlier this year because he's the kind of player who, okay, he doesn't score a huge amount of goals and he's one of those players possibly who sits in that little gap between the Championship and the Premier League. But at international level, when if you're Scotland, 85 to 90% of the games you play... Mm are going to be winnable games yep. against similar sides in the yep. group for qualification. At international level, it's almost an mm-hmm. inverse of the Harry Maguire thing. Shadams can occupy defenders. Mm-hmm. He's busy. He's tough. He's strong. He'll pop up with a goal. Yeah. He, he, he gets you on the front foot from the start. I think he's a massive asset. And I, I know he's only got a couple of goals, I think, so far in his, his international career, but he'll start up front against Moldova well, and you guarantee he'll occupy those defenders and that gets you off to a good start. Well, and what you said there is... He, he plays against much better defenders than mm. what Moldova have week in, week out mm. in the Premier League. So people often forget that. They think, well, Che Adams, well, what's he going to do against France or Netherlands? Yeah, but you don't You don't often play those sides. No, exactly. you, you play sides of a similar uh, 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 size and, and, and perhaps um, worse. But Scott McTominay, he has pulled out of the squad um, with with the virus. Ryan Fraser's also withdrawn from the squad, citing a calf muscle problem. Now, he's subsequently been focused so on a massive bust up with Eddie Howe. Maybe <laughs> revisit the WWE thing, and he hurt himself. Well, he's he's <laughs> he's been photographed training with Newcastle since he pulled out the squad. And Stevie Clark seemed a bit miffed about this when asked about Ryan Fraser, saying the best way to answer that one is to say I have a squad of players who want to be here. They're all here, so let's talk about those boys. The situation with Ryan will resolve itself in time. Mm. More threatening when Steve Clark says it. Yeah, yes. Eddie Howe says it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll resolve this in time. <laughs> oh, blimey. By which you mean um, we're all ultimately will die and there'll be the heat death of the universe. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's something we've all got to look forward to. There we are. So enjoy your time out, right? Was that, yeah, was that the conclusion more... of COP26? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Probably it, will be. It's a bit more, no, I'll, I'll see him. We'll, we'll cross yeah. paths again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'll talk to him. You will see me again. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, so just hours away, that kickoff-ish. My goodness, we're looking forward to it. Elsewhere um, among the home nations, Northern Ireland face Lithuania. Obviously can't catch uh, Switzerland uh, in second, but want to avoid finishing bottom. We go back to the pots, Luke. It's all about the pots, baby. It's all about Pull the pots. pots. Um, did you see that uh, the goalkeeper, Bailey Peacock-Farrell, has got his eyes on a big prize? He thinks 
that he believes that one day he could break the British international caps record, which is currently held by Northern Ireland captain Stephen Davis. Davis is on 130. Peacock Farrell is on 27 and he's 25 years old. And he said, it's in my sights. That's the aim. I started fairly young and I think the calendar year has between eight and 10 international matches. How many, how many, how many has he got to go? What's Stephen Davis's record? It's Stephen Davis has got 103 more caps than him. Currently, right, okay. Currently. Well, he's a confident lad. I'll say that about I him. Just, is he in the pocket of Big Venga? <laughs> With all those 10 international matches a year from. If it's every couple of years, another qualifying campaign yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, I, I, I admire this. I admire I like it, it, but it was a it's a huge statement. I know, but it, but if you if you break it down, what he's saying is he, you know, he's a goalkeeper, he'll keep that position for as long as he is able to keep it full. Mm-hmm. And and I suppose that you know that's motivation enough. And as he's only twenty five, so if he plays until 37, 38, then mm. yeah. Like, but I, I, the way I see it is he looks around at his other goalkeepers in the international set. There is a bit of that, yeah. They're not up to much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got no problems here. No problems at all. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Well, all the best to him in Northern Ireland. Uh, Wales uh, are playing Belarus on Saturday night. Due to Spain beating Greece 1-0 last night, Wales are now guaranteed at least a playoff spot yeah. for World Cup qualification. Um, this is in part due to their Nations League group um, exploits, which they won, of course, which all sort of secured them for that. But if they can finish second in their group, then they'll be a seeded side going into the playoffs. So not too shabby for Wales. No, that's what they want. Looking Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Um, they've still got to play Belgium at home as well, haven't they? Yes. So yeah. they play. They play Belarus at home. Who've been really poor, and they play um, Belgium at home. So Czech Republic have got Estonia at home. You'd fancy them there. Mm-hmm. And they that's it, I think. Well, they're both it? on 11 points, the Czechs. Yeah, the Czechs, play, Czechs played an extra game, haven't they? So they've only got one game left. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, but the thing is, you'd expect, yeah, fair enough. So it, it's just confusing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of, of, of big cap tallies, Gareth Bale could become only the second man to reach 100 caps for Wales if he plays in this game. Mm. Other one being Chris Gunter. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about that? That's, that's an amazing achievement for Chris Gunter, though. Do you know that? I think it's decent, yeah. Yeah. I think it's decent. You mentioned Belgium. They're playing Estonia on Saturday night as well. Yeah. Do you see um, Rajanangalan? We don't hear of him that much these days, but we did enjoy it when he was a bit more in the spotlight because he's a bit of a character, shall we say. To say the least. Yes. He was asked about Roberto Martinez this week and he wasn't too forgiving. <laughs> if he were to call me back, I would refuse. I, I, when I first heard that, it's like he's been trying to call Roberto uh, Belgium. I mean, yeah, isn't, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't Nangalan playing for like Antwerp now? And Belgium aren't struggling for players, are they? Yeah, he's, he's much chance of it being happening. He's fallen for Good, didn't want it. What we, <laughs> need, what we need here, Martinez is scratching his head. What we need here is a 33 year old smoker who's not playing at the top level. <laughs> it's not really that likely to happen, is it? Well, when you put it into context, yeah. Luke. But the quote went on to say other managers accepted me as they allowed me to smoke. <laughs> What's the issue? My lungs are conditioned. I don't think there's anything wrong with smoking a few cigarettes. It relaxes me. I used to re sorry, I used to relieve stress. But I, I like I like I used it to relieve stress. Everyone's uh, you know, look, putting them out on his arm. Let's not get <laughs> Let's not get into the whole smoking debate. But ultimately, I think that debate's been sort yeah, exactly, sorted, doesn't it? Exactly. But what I he's obviously so passionate about smoking. It's so important to him. <laughs> That he's happy to kind of limit his international career to like 30 caps because he loves to smoke so much. I know. Also, like, it speaks so much of his character that he's saying as a professional athlete where aerobic conditioning and anaerobic conditioning is so important. It's the very that, foundation of your existence. Yeah. yeah. That, negate, like, that negates the nicotine. He, no, he, it, yeah, he won't, he, won't, he, won't, he won't let me smoke. Can you believe that guy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Although, like, to be fair, Nyingland looks like the type of person where even if he said something as ridiculous to you in person, you'd be like, oh, God, yeah, man, isn't it? 
yeah. <laughs> Don't hit me. To put it in perspective, <laughs> the last time he, I think he was mentioned on this show, or certainly the last time he was mentioned on the show and I was on it, is because he got a bust into a bus stop with Martinez uh-huh. because the Belgium setup didn't give him a balcony for his hotel room so he could go out there and smoke. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, he's dedicated. Put it that way. He's basically the Marlborough man. Yeah, I have done the training, therefore I have the right. Yeah, and he was It's a bit like saying, I'll eat what I want. Uh, Well, because I'd burn it all off. Didn't Zinedine Zidane, though, when he he moved to Juventus, he he gave up smoking, or certainly at the start of his football career, gave up up smoking, and then got to a level where he realised he was so good that he picked it back up again. (laughs) Now England's a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> not quite like that. I, I like the idea of Nanglan sound this stuff on the back of a horse with a Stetson on. Yeah, yeah, just trotting through the Wild West. He's going to go riding up to Capitol Hill. I was like, what is this? <laughs> no, no. Anyway, let's do Betway's four to score. Let's do it. Let's do that. Uh, entry to Betway's four to score is absolutely free each week. Just pick the first goal, score it in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pounds. Selections must be submitted before the first game, and further te- uh, further T's and C's apply as always. Game number one. All these games are taking place on Sunday, Ooh. so something to look forward to. Game number one: Croatia v Russia. Uh, Marcus Speller. Andre Kramaric, I've gone for. Great. Good stuff. They need, they need to win Croatia. They're, they're, they're the top two in the group. They are the top two in the group. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Croatia are a couple of points behind Russia, so they need to win to get that first spot. They're going to go all guns blazing, and I think he's going to get the first goal. Who could um, who could question such logic from <laughs> Mr. Marcus Speller? Game number two is Armenia versus Germany. Sunday tea time. We've established it's tea time. Mm-hmm. Go over that again. Vish, uh, you're up. I have gone... Leroy Sané. Very nice. A little, a little dart against the, the mm. little slugs of Liechtenstein. Yeah. Sorry, was it Liechtenstein? It was Liechtenstein. Yeah, it's all right. You right, can okay, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got, Don't apologise. Got, yeah. got a bit panicky there. But yeah, no, I think, I think they're, um, he's seen it big, as they say in cricket. The look mm. you gave me there was like, shit, listeners think I know about football. Was it Liechtenstein? Yeah. <laughs> have I offended Luxembourg there? <laughs> yeah. Leroy Sané. Game number three is Portugal v Serbia. Sunday night, our man Pete Donson has this to say. Four to score, Pete Donaldson here. Hello. Uh, this weekend in the Portugal-Serbia match, I'm going to go for Cristiano Ronaldo because he invariably scores all of the time. There we go. <laughs> and that, Andy Brassley, if you're listening, is nine seconds. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. And he got think... his name in that. Yes. He said hello. That's it. He gave the name of the feature all in nine seconds. He got the right game as well. Yeah, well uh, yeah. I'm disappointed he didn't pick uh, Fulham's finest for no. that. Well, it could have done. There we are. He should have. Opportunity should have been taken. Yeah. Um, to deny charity of money. Uh, game number four, <laughs> Spain versus Sweden. That's me. I've gone for Alvaro Morata. That's Ooh. also on Sunday night. So in summary, our four... Four to score picks are Andre Kramaric, Leroy Sane, Cristiano Ronaldo and Alvaro Morata. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game if you want to play along. You can do so at betterway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. You must be 18 or over to gamble and make sure you gamble responsibly. For more information on all that stuff, it's begambleaware.org. Right, now it's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. <laughs> it's not, though, is it? No. It's, it's not. not. It's not. The fuck becomes the fucker. Here we go. <laughs> You're doing Vicious Game today. I am. Vicious hosting. I am hosting, yeah. Yeah, I am hosting the bout no one really wanted to see. Oh, shut up. Because oh, well, I can't be asked because I got fucked over last week <laughs> by Jim playing the wrong game. No, 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 no. You never. You got done by Sven. And don't worry. 
you join a large group of people, <laughs> but you got done by old Svenis, yeah. and that's why you lost your title. I'll be coming yeah. for my alimony. Um, <laughs> right, okay, so Luke, you know the rules of this game. I do. Because you, so. you put them in stone and handed them down from I did. your mountain. I did. You've thrown Jimmy the Jimmy the Bee a, a curveball here, who obviously updates it all on Twitter because he thought it was you versus me. Yeah, it's not. And well, I haven't thrown him the curveball, and to be fair, the one thing he got right was he he said that I was still the lineal champion, which in a way I am actually. I think he finally think corrected it, himself. Didn't correct himself. Mm. What weak man. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean that, Jimmy. <laughs> right, you all know the rules. You need your cat in the cradle and your silver in the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nice. who's, first? Just, who's up first? I don't know who's up first because Marcus, you've I beat you. I'm a lower seed. And Luke, Marcus, I beat sure. you. So is that so? You lower seed to you go first. I, I've never won officially. You have beaten me. I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke, I beat you. So it's your game. You choose. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to choose Luke, you. Let, let okay. Luke first. Okay. okay fine. I'm going to let Luke go first. I want your charity. <laughs> Marcus first. I'll go first. Oh, I nearly worked. Luke's yeah. going to go first. Okay. Cool. Right. Okay. The first player. Yeah. Played for seven clubs. Okay. Seven. It's Scott Dan. Oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> That's a real Seven bastard. clubs, Scott Dan. Right. I'm going to have to hurry you here. What's working to my advantage is <laughs> you're enjoying this. Yeah. What's working to my advantage is I am impervious to Marcus's mind game. So that's, that should yeah. be working yeah, in my yeah, favour. Yeah. Um, what's not really working in my favour is that I genuinely don't know that many clubs that Scott Dan's played for. Mm. That could hamper me. Here. Right, because you don't need to name all of them. You've been through this. Learn yeah. the words. I think uh, I can... stalling. I think I can do two. Two. Right. Pathetic. Well, uh, Marcus, do I hear more than two? I think I can do two as well. Right, okay, because you need to do three. You've done this, we've played this game before, you know it's three. Yeah. I'm going to let Luke do his two. Luke's going to do his two? <sighs> yeah. I think you've let him in here. Yeah, I've only, no, I've only got one. I've buffed <laughs> Yeah, I thought you might. Uh, <laughs> so, obviously, I've got Birmingham City. You have Birmingham City, that is one. Yeah. Right, what are we going to do here? I think I'm going to have to have a guess, obviously, and I am going to guess that he also played for Coventry. Yes! Well what a guess! Played. What a guess. Crystal cool. Palace? Yeah, he, he has played for Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah. I'm surprised. When you said Bowman, I thought he's got Palace then. Yeah. I'll go in reverse order because it'll be the ones that people know first, but he is currently at Reading. He did play for Crystal Palace, Blackburn Rovers, Birmingham City, Coventry City, um, Hednesford Town, who are amateur, mm-hmm. Redditch United, who are also amateur, CodgeBK, who are now bankrupt, but they have merged with a local club and are now HB Codge, okay. um, who play in the Super uh, League. That, that threw me. No way you would have got that anyway, um, but he started his career at Walsall yeah. back in 2004. Good. So was that a good, complete guess, Coventry? 1 0. Yeah. <laughs> 1 0. Yeah, it was. Oh, I can't, I, 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 little, just a little seed in my mind <clears> said to me, we did. I, I completely forgot about Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Is that you had Palace? I had Palace. Um, but yeah, anyway. We can do this, we can do this later. We can Come do this later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your next player, yeah. Marcus Bello, you're up. Okay. Six clubs. Right. Your friend and mine. Uh-huh. I might say this about every player. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Oh. Six clubs. Oba. For the P-Man. Hmm. Oh. Little Sausage. Oh, that's frustrating, that is. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. <sighs> Likes a fast car. Doesn't necessarily always drive it particularly fast, though. Yeah. I'll go for... I'll go for... I've only got... Ah, oh, this is... Ah, this is so annoying. I'll go for... 
two. Two clubs. Okay. Can I, I, can, I can definitely do two. You can definitely but do two. He can do two as well, for sure. So I guess I want to do it on my own terms. I'll go three. Like that? Can you do more than four? Sorry, three even? I've sort of got like two and a half, but I've not going to count. Not going to no. count. So no, I'll, I'll ask Luke to do well, the, three. The, thing, the, the reality is, everyone in the world knows two. Yeah. So there's no point me letting him do two. It's just yeah. a free point. Yeah. So I'll go Dortmund. Yes. Arsenal. Yes. And I think he played in France, but I can't exactly remember where. He did, yeah. So I'm going to guess at... Could we have another great guess from Luke Moore? I'm going to guess at Lille. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. That was a guess. I've got to say, the, the most rascal element of that is Lille, because he started his career at AC Milan, but he didn't make a first-team appearance for yeah. him. But from AC Milan, he had loan spells at Dijon, Lille, 14 mm-hmm. appearances for Lille, yeah. Monaco, and then Saint-Etienne, who oh, then bought him, Monaco, yeah. bought him outright. Oh, Saint-Etienne, that's when he scored a lot of goals, didn't he? He did, yeah, okay, which got him to move to Borussia Dortmund. And there that's why he finds go. himself now at Arsenal. I just, for me, it was a guess. Fair play to you, yeah. pal. I, that was it. To me, I was like, oh, I'm but not you understand? Fans. It was basically giving you a point, otherwise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and because of that, you don't have a point. And Luke, you have two. He's two nil up. This is great. Two stuff, nil up. I've got to hand it to him. Two lovely guesses there. I don't think losers get to talk at this point. Oh, uh, two nil. I'm willing to hand you the next three on a platter. <laughs> I might turn yeah. my laptop towards you. No, you won't. Um, but the next player, and Luke, it is you to serve. It's Tim Cahill. Seven clubs. Ooh, Tim okay. Cahill, okay. seven okay. clubs. Okay. <clears throat> seven clubs for Australia's Tim Cahill. Famous for right. knocking seven shades at a corner flex. Yeah, I think I can do... I'm pretty sure I can do three. We've got three from the big man. Oh, I think that's the sweet spot as well. Spiller, yeah. a shake in his head. Holy dooly. Uh, I've, I've just got done here. It's one of those games where I'm just, I was just like, yeah, I've just got to concede it all. You might as well go four, do it on your own terms. I can't do four. It's a day for guessing. I know it is. Quick game's a good game, champ. It is. It is a good game. Oh, come on, Timmy. There'll be an English club that I've missed here. This is very, very frustrating. Luke, just to reiterate, your guess was three. Three. Yeah, go on then. Let Luke do his three. Here he is for the win. Well, it's backfired because I can only actually do two. Uh, I thought he was going to take the bait because he's competitive, but he didn't. <laughs> three clubs, um, Lukey, Lukey, Moore. Okay, your, your, your tactic has worked very well today so far. Millwall. Yeah. Everton. Correct. Now. Yeah, now. this is where I was at. I think I'm going to guess. It's a kind of educated <clears throat> guess. Well, you've just again. And it's between two teams. And I'm I'm coming out on the side. I know of exactly where you are with this. Perth Glory. Oh, is it Perth Glory? Oh, oh no. I'm off the mark. Yes. Now I thought it was it was either Melbourne City or Melbourne Heart. It was Melbourne City. Yeah. That's my. I oh, I doing, thought you were going between the I was Melbourne. Going Perth sides. or Melbourne? Ooh. Yeah, okay. I didn't even know there was a Melbourne Heart. I've never heard of them. Is, it, is there a Melbourne Heart? There used to be. It used to be. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he started his career at Millwall. Yeah. Moved from Millwall to Everton. Mm-hmm. New York Red Bulls. Of course. I believe he coincided with Henri, didn't he? He did, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I remember that. Shanghai Shinua. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't know. Hangzhou Green Town. Mm. Then Melbourne City. Then he went back to Millwall. Uh-huh. And he's finished his career at Jamshedpur in India. Ooh, right. How about that? There All you right, go. Two, one. Thank goodness. Marcus, you're up first this time as well. <laughs> you're up first. Here and the go. next man who needs no introduction, uh-huh. because a lot of it is libelous, Stan Collymore. <laughs> How many clubs? Nine clubs, Stan Collymore. <laughs> okay. Just need the clubs. We don't need the background, just the clubs. How many did you say? Nine? Nine clubs. Okay. 
Oh, come on. Took the words right out of my mouth. Seven. Seven? Seven clubs! Yeah. You've been serious? Seven yeah. out of nine! Add a little bit of <laughs> to that. That is incredible. Well, I haven't done it yet. No, I can't do that. Seven clubs. Oh, You're no. not going to do eight. I could do six. I you can do I can six. Do Marcus is doing seven. Oh, Marcus. If he, if he gets one of them, I'll be very impressed because I was internally very happy with getting one. Right. I know to be a fact. Okay. Seven out of nine is incredible. Seven me. Okay, this is this is where it could all go wrong. South End United. Yeah. Correct. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Aston Villa. Correct. Leicester City. Correct. Bradford City. Correct. And this is the one. This is the one. You need this. Real Oviedo. Fucking so good. That's all I am. Come well on. Played. Come on. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> Two all. Now the momentum's with Speller. Big stands pulled me back. Oh, yeah. Not wow. the first time. Oh, like, hey. the other way around. People are pulling him <laughs> <in> back. Um, <laughs> Last one. Who were the other two? Well, we'll go through the teams very quickly. Stafford Rangers, semi-pro, wouldn't have counted, but Crystal Palace, Southend United, Nottingham Forest, Liverpool, Aston Villa, Fulham on loan, Leicester City. Oh, Fulham on loan, Bradford City, Real Oviedo. Fulham have got some funny ones on loan. I sh- yeah, I should have. I, was, yeah. I would have probably tried to say Stafford, so I would have been busted anyway. Yeah. Ooh, right. Here we go. Decider. The decider. The two decider. all. The last man. Another Luke Moore's game. Luke's game. Classic. Okay. Not that we've had him before. How many clubs? 12 clubs. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. It is Kenny Miller. Oh, Oh, that's an absolute doozer. Right in his fucking wheelhouse, that. And it's your go, Luke Moore. Okay. Um, Kenny Miller, 12 clubs. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. I can do, I think, do you know what? This is difficult. I'm probably going to have to go three. I can only do three. I think. Three out of twelve. Yeah, three out of twelve. I can't believe I've been two left and I'm going to get beat. Well, no, not necessarily. All right, I'll go four then. I can't guess two. I, I, I could probably do four, but that'll be with a guess. You've got to go on your own terms here. Nah, you have to. He names a four. You can't let him win. I don't think he can do four. All right. Go on, let's do your four. Hibernian. Start his career there. Rangers. Yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. And Cardiff City. What a win! Well played. <laughs> well played. Outrageous. What can, yeah. what can you say? How have you let him do that to you in your own I'll house? Be honest with you, I was surprised you just said three because there were four I knew. There was because if you'd have said four, I'd have gone. Okay, who are the American side? You can guess around. Yeah, he's been all over the place. Was it? Was it? Now you see the American. He played for Celtic. He did play for Celtic. Yeah, but um... let me let me do it very quickly. Yeah. Go, okay, yeah. Okay. Hibernian, on loan at Stenhouse Muir, Rangers, yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers, a loan that then was made permanent. Mm. Then Celtic, Derby County, back to Rangers, Bursa yeah. Spore, Cardiff City, Vancouver Whitecaps, That's the back one. to Rangers, yeah. Livingston, and finished his career yeah, at Dundee and then Partick. So I'm glad that, because if you'd have pushed it, yeah, Celt- Celtic was one I should have had, but with the Vancouver Whitecaps, I thought, was it an American side? Was it Seattle Sounders or something? Yeah. And then with the Turkish side, I was like, was it Antalyspor or something? Mm. Anyway, good win. There we are. Well played. How about that? Vicious Fuming game. about that. That's <laughs> annoying. Imagine me, I've got to give him the win. I know. Having yeah. beaten him. Yeah. <laughs> Once before, or maybe twice. Many times. On aggregate, probably down, though. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute pleasure. Back on Monday, of course, to talk about those internationals. Get your ears around that lot. Until then, enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you, Vitushan Handaraja. Lineal Champ says bye. <laughs> Where's Jim? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> The 
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.